Finding high-quality mental health care can be daunting and exhausting. That's why Cerebral offers convenient access to online mental health services, including therapy and medication management. Cerebral's diverse clinician team can help with anxiety, depression, insomnia, stress, grief, big life changes, and more. You can schedule and communicate with your care team through Cerebral's mobile app and attend your sessions from the comfort of your own home. Get started with or without insurance. Plus, you can now use FSA or HSA. Start your first month for 50% off at Cerebral.com slash ACAST. Hi, it's Dave here and I'm with my wife, Kathy. Hello. And you're listening to the cinema where we walk to the movies. Uh, we're walking to... Uh, parent and baby screening of Tomb Raider. Yes, yeah, so we're only going to see Tomb Raider because it's the parent and baby movie. This is the only yeah, reason. Yeah, it happens once a week. Yeah. Uh, Very rarely can we all go... So this is it. We're it's going. a family day out. <laughs> it's a family day to, out. To a very family fun movie. Um, and the funny thing about this movie is, for me, my very first ever date was to go and see the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider in the cinema. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. When I was, was like, the guy? Oh, I won't name names in the podcast, but I was about 15 and it was so exciting, right? I was like, like beyond excited. Obviously, like my whole life I've been watching movies about like, you know, girls going on dates, the cinema and all the rest of it. And me and my girlfriends were all like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Like, is he going to pay for me? Do we each pay for each other? Like, will he try and kiss me? All this kind of stuff. And then we get to the cinema. Gross. Boys. I get to the cinema and I was like so excited wondering if he was going to pay for me or what was all that going to be and then we get to the cinema and he's like oh shit I forgot my wallet and I was like excuse me <laughs> and he's like oh I don't have any money and I was like oh oh well I can get your ticket if you want and he's like great thanks and I was like um <laughs> this isn't what I thought was going to happen so then I bought both of our tickets and I know that doesn't matter but when it's your first date and you've built all this stuff up it was just really like at the time I was like really horrified and like just kind of sat through the whole movie being like is he only are we only going to this so we can get a cinema ticket I didn't really know what was yeah, going on he does that on. to it's a string of, of <laughs> women across the anyway cork. so that was quite funny uh, other than that I actually can't remember anything about the movie so what do you remember you don't remember anything about the movie because you were so besotted <laughs> I just remember this guy who you had to pay for I just remember like Angelina Jolie obviously being fabulously gorgeous but like other than that no and I haven't seen the second one either what about you uh, I yeah I mean I saw it that happened I don't remember a single thing about it okay A why are they making another one aside from the fact obviously I'm assuming they need to keep the rights and make a movie and why is Alicia Vikander in this movie I don't don't have the answer huge fall from grace for her I don't have the answer to either of those questions (laughs) I um, I don't uh, I couldn't find an answer to why they're making this movie but what I assume the answer is is because um, a few years ago they rebooted the video game series um, with a prequel so it was like how sort of Lara Croft became Ooh, Lara Croft so no. interesting the question we've all needed to know the answer to no hang on Just don't jump the gun here because I've played that game and I played the follow up The Rise of the Tomb Raider and they were both absolutely outstanding like absolutely brilliant like um, some of the best video games to be released in the past five years. Okay. Uh, like, do you think it's going to work as a it movie? It was really gritty and like really well told and fun. And it's like it's it. You see her like 
the first time she has to like kill somebody out of self-defense and it's really 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 good but stuff was that not I don't remember the Angelina Jolie movie was that not an origin story too or was no. she already Tomb Raider she was already ah, Tomb Raider okay. it was like that was the definition of bad video game adaptation um, but there's no definition of a good video game adaptation according to you it's never happened no it has not happened the, the good video game movie does not exist okay uh, so we've or, or, or I challenge you listeners to find me one a, a video game adaptation um, now I will say the one that I think stands out for me and this isn't a good movie but the one that stands out for me as a brave attempt is the Super Mario Brothers <laughs> movie with Paul Hoskins um, because my god that movie is batshit crazy do you know it was like originally pitched by the husband and wife team that wrote it as a Ooh, I love husband a, and wife teams. I know. As a sort of a, a Blade Runner dystopian f- future. <laughs> <laughs> it's like absolutely mental and elements of that are still in the movie. I can Dennis imagine Hopper really, plays Koopa. There could be a really haunting score like do, 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 do. Like you could make that music slow and creepy, right? Yeah, like I'm I've sure someone's done, done that. Um, but yeah, that's a bad movie as well. So there are, and I expect this is movie is going to be bad because I don't think the curse has been broken. Zero hopes for it. Excited to go to parent baby, eat cake, drink coffee, all the rest of it. Family day out. Yeah. So, so, so but so, Alicia Vikander, what are you doing? And look, I haven't seen it yet, but what are you doing? To sum up your question, why is this being made? It's being made because it's Money. a it's a remake movie of the reboot video game of the original Tomb Raider franchise. Right. So and what Alicia Vikander is hot and brunette and that seems to be the criteria yep. also they only cast award winning Oscar award winning actresses in these roles for some reason yes good point yeah. yeah there's someone else in it as well it's not just Alicia Vikander there was somebody else who surprised me when I saw a trailer Walton Goggins is the villain he's brilliant okay yeah maybe that was it I saw going what's he doing in this movie alright here we are bye we'll see you on the other side of the cinema what's your name Laura surname Croft. Lara, your father's gone. You can pick up where he left off. I see so much of him in you. Brilliant. Hello, Sprout. If you're listening to this, then I must be dead. I found something. A tomb called the Mother of Death. If Trinity succeeds, our world is in danger. Promise me you will stop them. I promise. I think I know where my dad went. That's right in the middle of the Devil's Sea. It will be an adventure. Death is not an adventure. Right, we are back. I'm holding the podcast recorder because Dave is currently eating ramen, which is a sound probably no one needs to hear. Um, I'm nearly finished. Nearly finished. We left the cinema and came into Wagamama because it's next to the cinema. And it's so funny how many people have also come from the parent baby screening. It's basically a wash with children. Buggy Central. Um, so anyway, we're just out of Tomb Raider. Mm. Um, I'm going to do a brief synopsis. It's basically Lara Croft. The origin story as Dave said. Very little even to probably say about the plot other than she begins as a bike courier on a zero hour contract who has no money for ridiculous reasons and then she goes on a quest to find her dad that involves raiding a tomb and her crossing the oceans and going to Japan and Hong Kong um, she's played by Alicia Vikander as we mentioned 
Dominic West plays her dad, and I think he's who you were trying to remember. Who yes, you're seeing in the when I saw the trailer, I thought, who is Dominic West doing this? And, oh, and there's Oscar joining in. So, yeah, that's basically the plot. And obviously, her dad was originally played in the original franchise by John Voight, which is interesting oh, yeah. because he was the real dad of Angelina Jolie. I forgot about that. Um, Dave's trying to backseat podcasting here. I'm not. Um, <laughs> and then, I'm just adjusting the mic a bit. While you're eating, Dave, um, are you ready to talk or do you want me to keep talking? No, you go. Okay. So I'm just briefly going to touch on a few things before we go to spoiler booth, which is what we have in Wagamama's. Um, first of all... Do we have to move seats? We don't have to move seats, it's fine. First of all, it's, it's just interesting to compare visually. As I said, I don't really remember the first movie, but the visuals were very striking and they were everywhere and I do remember how Lara Croft looked. And this is really different. So obviously in the original we had Angelina Jolie like sprayed into these really, really tight tops and then she wore like very short shorts and had like a gun in each hand. Visually this is quite different in that as opposed to kind of the voluptuousness of Angelina Jolie, Alicia Vikander is like quite muscular. She has like, as she is a ballet dancer, she has that kind of body. She is wearing like long trousers she's not wearing anything short and she's not wearing anything skimpy like no cleavage none of that so visually that looks different and I know that parks back to the new video game yeah can I jump in here yeah that outfit is 100% from the new video game series. and it's good so, I'm, I'm happier about that yeah but that, I will say that's not to the movie's credit uh, the game reinvented her more as a strong female character and less of a sexualized yeah, polygon yeah but the movie could have still broken away from that if they wanted the movie didn't have to take it out. Yeah, but the movie is essentially just an adaptation of those two video games. And, spoiler, a very poor adaptation. Okay. Well, anyway, it visually looks different. The other thing is that, as I said, in the original movie, she always has two guns in her hand. In this movie, she's got a bow and arrow, so a bit Katniss Everdeen. And I... Also, directly from the video game. Okay. But that doesn't mean that it's not different from the last movie. No, sure. sure I'm sure. just comparing it from a movie yeah. perspective. Um, so I liked that, because obviously... You know, there's a really nasty gun culture in the world, particularly in the States, and I was pleased to see... There's still guns in the movie, but I was pleased to see that for the majority of it, she wasn't holding one. Just just on that point, though, the... um because you speak about gun culture and how this movie treats that, and I think that is a problem with a lot of action movies, uh, is glamorising gun violence. And this movie doesn't... Yeah, it doesn't really do that. Except for one final scene, um, which this isn't a spoiler because it's in the trailer... There's a scene with uh, Nick Frost, who makes a small cameo in this, where she basically... He is a, yeah, Oscar loved that bit. She's a... Um, yes, I think we're finished. Yeah, thank, thank you. No, No, thank you very much. Um, there's a scene where, where Nick Frost is like... He's a pawn shop dealer, and then she finds out that he's got illegal guns in the back, and then she goes sort of gun shopping. Well, I was going to keep this for spoiler brief. Well, it's in the trailer. Ah, okay. That's why I don't think this yeah, is Yeah, so then spoiler. that annoyed me. I was going to say that at the end I went, oh, right, there she is with her guns anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so that annoyed me. And it's me. a lame little but sort of joke reference. I'll take two. Um, there's also, like, a bit where, like, no spoiler here, like, pretty much the opening scene. We see her losing, like, a kickboxing match. And I liked that because we saw her a bit weak. And I was horrendously annoyed by the fact that she kept saying, I'm just not that kind of cross. Which I find really annoying. Um, the other thing I would say about her is Alicia Vikander versus Angelina Jolie because of course you have to compare two performances with the same character yeah. I think Angelina Jolie is a much stronger screen presence as a lead <laughs> Alicia Vikander was I would say I found her actually very dull as a lead whereas in something like Ex Machina I found her amazing in that supporting role 
Um, now, I haven't seen other movies she starred in, but I didn't feel like she had the chops for this. Like she, There was no fun about her. It was just all serious. And, and this movie could have done with some fun, and she didn't really bring any fun to it. Um, yeah, so what do you think around any, this? Anytime she, tr- she tried to bring fun to it, it was because it was uh, written comedy. Uh, written comedy beats. And the, s- the screenwriters... Who have looked them up? They're way more they're fun quite. Than her. He's really enjoying this. Like this a is their happy shrieks, by the way. The screenwriters who seem very inexperienced, judging by their IMDb profiles, cannot handle comedy. I will also say they can't handle dialogue. Yeah, dialogue's terrible. Um, to the point where all the dialogue felt first first draft, right? So if you get, you've got a moment. This isn't really a spoiler. Where a villain is about to kill Lara, right? And no way, she's in peril. Yeah, so much. Lara's in peril. A villain's about to kill her, and her her you know her dad is uh, believed to be dead. And um, he goes, uh, "When you see your father, send him my regards." Yeah, it's just. I mean, like, I I swear I've heard that a million times. If it, if you sat down with a group of writers and asked them to come up with the most cliched. A thing you could say in this exact scenario that's what they would come up with and yeah. I feel like they never moved on from that so there's no spark to any of the writing there's no uh, spark there's and n- they really tried with the initial setting and for you know for about an hour I was like actually I feel a bit guilty for kind of slamming this movie before I'd seen it because it's slightly different than I was expecting like it was set in East London and they were trying to do like oh you know she's a poor girl with a heart of gold but then you realise wait a minute She's got all this money waiting for an inheritance that she's just not picked up. So it's basically they, no. Iron Fist. They never. Oh my God! There's such an Iron so Fist Iron moment. Fist. Um, minor spoilers for the, the beginning show. of Iron Marvel's Iron Fist, but I think this is also in the trailer for that. Um, same exact setup: millionaire um, heir who refused to take all the money, right? And then they both have this scene where they walk into their company, and the security guard is rude to them, like, "Excuse me." go around the back because you're a bike courier and then she goes um, I'm here to see Miss Blaba Anna and he goes what's your name and she goes Lara dot 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 and it was in this moment where I'm like shoot me now I want to leave this movie yeah. Croft and then she drops it and he's and he's sort and he's of like, oh, my he's like god. my god and that's exactly that that moment is the epitome of everything that's wrong with this movie it's the laziness it's so lazy I feel every single scene in this movie I feel like I've seen already okay we've seen The Fast and the Furious that's what the start of this movie was except, except it's on The Fast bikes. and Furious on a bike with Alicia Vikander um, and it was la- even the setup to that was like um, she walks she walks into this uh, garage with the bike couriers and they're like hey we're about to do this cool bike chase through London uh, but we just need someone to chase and she goes I'll do it and then the two guys are like <laughs> really? You? It's like, what? No, yeah. what's that? why not her? Yeah. What the fuck And she's doing it all for £600, Dave. And then, uh, excuse me, there's a child in her Sorry. Friend. She's doing it all excuse for £600, so we're getting really nitpicky on this, but like, basically my overall point is... Why didn't she that, inherit the fortune? If you've it got didn't... that much of a fortune available to you, right, and you don't want it, that is fine, but what you do is you take the money and you give it to charity. Yeah. You do not sit on what's presumed to be millions or billions of pounds here by the look of things and just go, oh, I'm not accepting that money because if I accept it, I'm admitting my father died. It's the most crude and selfish thing. In the seven years where she hadn't taken that money, she could have put it somewhere, been earning interest on it, giving that to charity. She could have been, there's so many things she could have done. And so she's faffing around. Also, as if, if she's that hard up for 600 quid, how can she afford to live in Shoreditch? 
which is one of the most expensive <laughs> suburbs like, to rent in in London. So that annoyed me anyway. But the whole thing was annoying. I um, thought she, I thought she was quite annoying. The she whole was thing. annoying. Um, in terms of in terms of the overall look and feel of the movie, I enjoyed kind of the initial. There's a very cool kind of waterfall peril scene which I thought was really cool and then for about an hour after that it was just dull and ugly and lifeless and by the end I was completely tuned out like I wasn't paying any attention if you're not invested in character if right story is a fail first of all yeah and if, if the characters aren't bringing you through this like I'm thinking or the, the snappy the snappy um dialogue of Guardians of the Galaxy and made us emote with those characters and made them likeable because they were fun to be around uh, she's zero she's crack she's zero crack and not only that I didn't believe her relationship with her father the way that was written they gave them all these little um, quirks they're supposed to have this quite quirky little relationship he calls her Sprout I know that um, really he calls her Sprout and uh, every time he says goodbye to her he does this this Easy little thing where he like puts two of his fingers to his lips and goes like that and goes dad loves you yeah. uh, and they kept repeating this to try and hammer it home for some sort of emotion climax and it's like oh like, West, I feel like what are you doing the, in this movie the people, the people who wrote this clearly don't have children and they, I, they probably don't that? have parents either because I felt like they've never experienced a parental uh, a parental child relationship from either side because it didn't feel human it, didn't, no, it just felt that, I mean, written carrying like cast aspersions on their family life I just think they're bad writers that's what I. That's what I mean. Yeah. It just felt. It felt like there was no authenticity to any no, of this. It was terrible. And also, and they were terrible on screen together. I thought, and, and Dominic West is like one of my favorite actors, but I just thought he's they had phone nothing. Um, then I wonder if one of the reasons she was so good in X Black in it is because she was playing a robot. Because she's very, very robotic. I think she's a good movie. actress. I think the screenplay let her down here. There was nothing to work with. I mean, I liked her physicality. Like she's clearly really strong and ripped and like ready to do all the physical stuff in this movie and I think she did a fantastic job on that and she was good at being like feisty but it was just dull and Dominic West was dull and even the baddie he wasn't particularly interesting either he was terrible and very disappointing because Walton Goggins is a really great actor and he plays great villain but again the script gave him nothing the the guy's motivation is that he's been on an island for seven years and he's trying to get to a tomb, right? So he's frustrated and wants wants to leave. Now, one annoying part about this was that his main motivation is when he first meets Lara, he says, I've had nobody to talk to except the other end of this satellite phone uh, for seven years. And he kept hammering that home. It's like, I finally, would, this isn't a spoiler. Oh, I, I, I would just wish I had someone to talk to. It's like, hang on, the dude is surrounded by a team of mercenaries. Yeah, but he means someone of intellect, I think. Anyway, not he had. He, I mean, I'm not defending the movie. He had zero motivation. Um, Again, he was zero loss. Phoning this in, it, it was really dreadful. And quick, quick point on the, why the video game is good and why this is bad. I think this is a classic case of um, a movie adaptation not understanding what makes a video game enjoyable. And I think this thing is doomed from the start. And maybe this is why all video game adaptations are doomed from the start. Well, you know, the first what? Tomb Raider was actually the most, and still is the most profitable, like, video game adaptation of all time. That doesn't mean it's good. Even. No, no, I'm just saying that's what this I'm... one isn't going to follow. It didn't do... It's, it's not a bomb at the box office, but it's not a success either. It's just a very middle-of-the-road performance. Well, let me speak to why I think 
that all of these things fails because they misunderstand what is enjoyable about playing a video game and it's actually experiencing these things is more fun than watching them um, trying to solve um, how to enter a tomb and the puzzle around a tomb is a lot more rewarding when you yourself have done it yeah watching her very... tomb breaking sequence was really dull exactly it was dull and also there was no there was no explanation to any of the puzzles as to how they work yeah I was we don't that get... I thought I might have missed something no no you didn't miss a thing they, you never get a moment of Lara even saying to the screen which you get in Indiana Jones okay this must mean this because that and also I've cracked the code let me explain it to you this is how it works it's literally somebody asks Lara to break a code and she goes okay do 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 done it yeah that's that's crazily boring to watch and there's no suspense that's dull in a video game you're figuring it out and you're rewarded you get that little endorphin hit because you did that you get that little endorphin hit when you're at the edge of a waterfall and you just save Lara from dying and all these things keep happening yeah. and they're coming towards you that's why video games are fun and, and that not only that well done though the waterfall sequence of this Give it, it well that. done yeah. yeah it was fine it was fine but I tell you I've, I've, I've played that in both of those games and a million and a million things like that and it's a lot lot more fun to do in a video game than it is to do in a movie and not only that the thing that you can translate so easily from a video game to a movie is the story yeah. and this is this movie failed on that count it yeah. pulled it's sort of a mishmash of those two reboot video games and it pulled elements of both of them so the shipwreck and the the mysterious island is from the first game her father and it's trinity from every generic from the second movie game. ever but when a movie I mentioned very briefly in the in the intro there's a, there's a moment in the first video game where Lara has to murder someone in self-defense and that's a really really powerful moment and you sort of what she's done sinks in and I think the video game landed that so well the movie tried to do that moment as well fell flat in its arse didn't work uh, that's just one of several moments. I don't even remember that moment. See, you don't even remember. Yeah. That's just one of several moments in this movie that tried to emulate the video game and just failed. And all it kept doing was reminding me of how much fun I had. Uh, there, and there's all these little references. There's the pickaxe and the bow and arrow and her outfit and all these things. Um, anyway. I like the bow and arrow because um, it just it did feel despite I know it's like cat and everything, but it just it felt more fun than using the bow and arrow. Like that's more enjoyable to watch than someone blasting out you know machine guns, which is always I hate. Um, but yeah, look, overall, this isn't saying much, but it, it was better than I expected it to be at the start. And then by the end, it was just spectacularly dull, like unwatchably dull to the point where I was just looking around the cinema and actually noting how dull and how bored everyone else was. Like no one was looking at the screen, like everyone was just like looking at their phones, like it was a terrible audience. No one was interested. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, let, I mean, we can go to spoiler booth, Let's move but there's into not the much spoiler to say. Booth. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I would recommend don't don't even don't bother go, going to see go. this. I mean, movie. I don't think many people are going to go. I think we're the only losers going to see it. We own, we literally only went because it's what they were showing for the very yeah. screen. I will say, I feel like in six months' time, if this is uh, on Netflix or on your Sky Store or whatever, it's, if it's just on your TV and you've not and and you you just want to take your brain out, whatever, and watch some popcorn flick, 
Nah, I maybe, have. maybe Sunday I, I afternoon wish, when I watch. But I wouldn't have wished it on myself. But it would have been good to watch the original one first and then kind of do a bit more of a comparison. But I don't think either of them are even worthy of that, to be honest. No. Um, and I and I sound like I'm down on Alicia Vikander, and I'm not. Like I think she's so great next machina. This is just not. I just don't think this is her medium. I just didn't get it. What's not her medium movie? Action, like action, <laughs> All right. action star. It just I didn't feel it. Interesting point that her um, her she's dating. Um, He's getting bored of her talking about the TV. Um, she's dating Michael Fassbender, right? I don't know. I think, or she was. Um, and he starred in Assassin's Creed last oh, year. Funny. Another terrible. Maybe they bonded. Well, I haven't seen it to be fair. Well, but interestingly, I, I've heard it's terrible. The movie they starred in together, The Light Between Oceans, I just read on her holiday, and I loved it. And I can, I'm gonna watch that soon. And I can picture her in that role being incredible. Like, I feel like that's a great role. For yeah, her. I don't, I don't think this movie tarnishes her. I think she's good. I, I like just it. think, you know, why bother? I think that of anyone who's ever in, and I'm sure she got paid money, like loads of money. But I just think, you know, if you have that kind of critical um, clout at the moment. Why, th- why throw it away and why waste it now I'm sure doing all the training and the Big physical paycheck, stuff is really fun profile. for an actor I mean and it is and like it's really cool to have a female led action movie like I say that as yeah. like being really pleased to watch her do it and I really enjoyed the physicality of, of her stunts because she was phenomenally strong like her upper body strength is incredible she's good she gave it her all I feel like she really committed to this yeah. but she just had the movie let her down, movie letter down. Yeah. exactly um, alright okay. let's move it to spoiler booth spoiler and cover booth. off a few points yeah I have nothing to cover <laughs> right okay um I will say the thing that probably really annoyed me the most was the lame setup for a sequel at the end or a franchise, oh, whatever God, it was. Terrible. And again, that didn't—that um, wasn't interesting to me anyway because I knew from the video games that that woman was part of Trinity. Um, so it wasn't even an interesting reveal. And I think you could have guessed it anyway. But also, they didn't, no, didn't have any emotional. I didn't care to think about it. But they didn't have any emotional payoff to that reveal either. It was just like okay I've discovered this and what now what and now you're on some sort of mission against Trinity I don't care uh, you need to unclip him yeah. you need to unclip him sorry we're unclipping from a high chair there you, go. you got him yeah this makes um, very good audio the, the Nick Frost cameo annoyed me it's just kind of pointless lame um, I liked I, one thing I did like was I liked the um Lu Fen, the uh, the Hong Kong uh, sea captain. Oh, I loved him. I he meant to good. say, I really, really liked him, and, and again, thought he was totally wasted. He was probably the most charismatic screen presence in the movie, and he was totally wasted. And any time he was on screen, the two of them actually had a bit of chemistry and had a bit of a spark. Yeah, I was hoping there might be a bit of romance might have happened, but it was. But the not problem to was, well, I, no, I didn't even want that. But I just wanted them to actually keep that going. But no, they got separated, and then he did nothing yeah. until the very end. I don't even know what happened to him at the end, actually. That's because you weren't really paying attention. <laughs> you absolutely. Tuned out. Yeah. Uh, his name is Daniel Wu. Yeah, he was really, and really he good. He was he was really, really good. Yeah. Um, but again, like the, she meets him, he's an alcoholic, sober instantly. <laughs> no yeah, big yeah. deal. I'll just go captain a ship now into the middle of like the ocean. Oh, I liked. I thought the ocean thing was done quite well. It was fine, but like the kind of implication was that like so they're in Hong Kong, just saying it's off the coast of Japan. It's really perilous. And then they arrive there in about two minutes. Like, you know, there was no voyage. Like, it would have been fun to see a bit more of their voyage. And, and it like, turns out lots of people got there. Yeah, so, there was Because there was a people. whole... Uh, uh, they, they were, like, enslaving washed-up fishermen and, like, um, also human trafficking It was really funny when I went to I went to the bathroom and came back and I was like, oh, so Lara Croft's now, like, in a chain gang, basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Um, so, yeah, it was just all pathetic, really. I have nothing else to say on it. I will say the the... 
the whole thing was an absolute letdown the climax of the movie the whole sort of um, so Japanese tomb and all these puzzles the puzzles were just boring and like out of a I mean I felt like they were trying to harness what makes a video game exciting like like that platformer sort of action the floor falling out from underneath you but actually that all that stuff's from kind of video games you played 20 years ago like yeah. this this felt out of date and I didn't understand why I genuinely didn't understand and it's not just because I kind of stopped paying attention like why was Lara Croft helping the baddie because they were about to shoot her father yeah but she had her bow and arrow yeah but he said I'll fight, I can fire a bullet fast and you yeah but when okay, he says open the tomb for me right and then she starts doing her boring tomb opening sequence at that point she could have turned around and like kicked him in the head like she could have she could have not brought anyone into that tomb like yeah, it didn't add up. And at the start, I know I'm going back to it, but just it didn't add up why she wasn't taking her dad's money and why she's working as a bike courier. None of her motivations. None of her really motivations made any, made sense. any sense. She's like, it's like admitting he he's dead if I take this money. No, you can still presume him alive and do something important with this money, and not like Chris and Scott Thomas make these evil corporations out of it. Also, her dad's blind belief in the supernatural didn't make sense. Also, the quick um, the quick little message he leaves her in his sort of funeral camcorder thing, like, watch this if I die, and then he goes. As you know, your mother died, and I was filled with grief. So the only thing I could do was hunt the supernatural. Yeah, it's like, what? What are you talking about? Huh? <laughs> but also, why? Why did he believe it was supernatural? Also, he was wrong. It wasn't supernatural. It was pure gobbledygook. That's the only thing I can say about the end. The ending was just like insert gobbledygook shite here and see what happens. And then she just like then the, then it was over. That felt like that felt like the middle of the movie. But it was the climax yeah. because most of the movie had been wasted. That was about forty minutes long, though. That tomb sequence was horrific. It was so slog, and it was so grey and grainy and ugly. Dull. Yeah. But let me let me tell. Uh, go play, go play those video games. Don't watch this movie. That's what I would say. Yeah. It's a lot more fun. Yeah. Because they actually those video games ham up the survival aspect of it. She's so asked to survive on an island by herself, and yeah, she has here no she experience. She doesn't. She just um, meets her dad straight away. Yeah, it's, and it's and it's over, which I think was a mistake. Actually, yeah. having him come back, I think he should have just been dead. And yeah. That's it. Because there was no emotional connection to him. No, when they were reunited, it was like nothing. If I hadn't seen my dad in seven years and he'd been presumed dead, I think I'd be like vaguely more interested in the, like, you know, getting back together. They were just like, oh, hey. Hello, Sprout. Yeah. I love you. Daddy, phone home. It was awful. Yeah. Um, anyway, look, I, I, there's We've not much nothing more to left say. To say. Uh, thanks for listening. We're going we're gonna to head home now. Uh, let us know if you went to this movie <laughs> or not. I don't think anyone's going to go to this. I don't think anyone's going to go I'm amazed. If anyone's listening to this, let us know if you did actually watch the movie. I reckon this care. is one of those episodes where people will just go to spoiler booth regardless because they won't care and they'll also know how it ends. Stop saying spoiler booth like it's a thing. <laughs> like you would know that like, all oh, right, Lara Croft's going to be grand and yeah. she'll live to fight another day. Yeah, you, I mean, you could figure this whole movie out from the trailer. Like no, her dad being alive was not a surprise. What you may not figure out is just how dull it was. No, but look, I'll stand by the fact that it was way less lecherous than the last movie. I think she was probably a good casting choice. As we said, the movie let her down. I think it was completely unnecessary to make this movie, and I think it's a bit of an embarrassment, for, obviously, for all actors involved. I think they should be a bit ashamed of themselves, really. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, and the director and the people. screenwriter should be really ashamed of themselves. But, um, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a waste of time. But we had fun in the family outing. We did. Yeah. Okay, and please remember to subscribe to us on social media. So we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at the Cinema. Um, we're also 
on Apple iTunes and iCast, wherever you can find podcasts, Acast even. Um, and please, it really helpful for us, and we really appreciate if you like the podcast and you enjoy getting it for free. If you could please um, log on to wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five star rating, that would be awesome. Thanks Thank very you. much. Thanks for listening. Don't go to this movie. <laughs> Can't be too careful these days. The world has gone bloody mad. I'll take two.